Let's open our Bibles up to Proverbs 18, our foundational scripture. Proverbs 18, verse 14 says this, The strong spirit, everyone say strong spirit, spirit. of a man sustains him in bodily pain or in trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Now for several weeks, now I haven't taught every week, but certainly in the in the months that I have been teaching, uh, we've been dealing with what I've titled Habits of a Blessed Christian. And this will be uh, session 14, or part four, uh, I'm sorry, part 15 of that series that we've been doing. And what we're attempting to do is to study out and learn about how do we build our faith? How can we strengthen our spirit man? How can we ha- uh, establish in our heart the things of God? <clears throat> Building our spirit takes place in basically three categories. It takes place on the things that we think, the things that we speak, and the things that we do. When those three categories are in place in our life, when we're speaking what the Word says to speak, when we're thinking and having thoughts, meditating on the Word of God, and when we actually put into practice, actually applying that word to our life, you can consider yourself in faith. Even though sometimes our mind might be struggling. Sometimes in our mind, doubts come. And you're not going to be able to stop that, by the way, until you get fully persuaded, until your belief system is totally established and habits are developed in your life based upon God's word. But guess what? Regardless if you have doubts in your mind or not, faith works in your heart even with doubts in your head. Speak the word, think the word, do the word. And that's how we establish our belief system. That's how we establish a strong, healthy spirit. And by establishing that spirit, the word tells us, allows us to sustain or be uphold, be supported in times of bodily pain. This is healing school, right? Healing service. And in trouble. Oh, okay. Well, it goes beyond health issues, doesn't it? Any kind of trouble we're experiencing, financial relationships, doesn't really matter. Strong spirit will sustain us through all those things. Our second foundational scripture is found in Leviticus, chapter 20, verse 26. It says this, you must be holy because I, the Lord, am holy. I have set you apart from all other people to be my very own. Holiness comes into our lives when God's ways become our ways. Let me say it again. Holiness comes into our lives when God's ways become our ways. And what we do when we start making God's ways our ways is we're strengthening that spirit man of ours. Our responsibility as a Christian, as a follower of God, as a disciple of Christ, is to build our spirit man, make it strong, to make sure that our spirit man is able to dominate 
what our physical man many times wants us to do. Which most of the time is contrary to what the Word of God tells us. God expects us to yield to His grace and become holy. Allowing His grace to come into our life. I'm teaching a class now called Grace, the Power to Change. This is a class I've taught you know, for, I don't know, two or three years now. Class is based upon the book of Dr. James Richards, Grace, the Power to Change. Marvelous book. If you haven't read it, I strongly suggest you get it and read it. But grace isn't just God's unmerited favor, which is wonderful in itself to have God's favor in our life. But grace is God's ability. Grace is God's power. Grace is God's provision. Doing those things in our life that we cannot do. We cannot do. We cannot do. In our own ability. In our own power. And in our own provision. It's imperative. It is critical. If I can think of a few other adjectives, I'd throw them in. It is really important that we learn how to allow God's grace to flood our life. So many times, God bless our hearts. We try to do things on our own ability. Things come into our life, and what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Because the enemy comes in and says, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you doing? Do? 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 Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I? And we start to fear. We start to worry. We start to have anxieties. And when those come in and we entertain those fears and those worries, guess what? It sort of negates, it frustrates the grace of God. Because He's wanting to come in and flood our life with His power, with His ability to make these needed changes to help us walk through these things. Because see, we're His children. We're His child. If any of you are parents in here and you have a child, you know what the love for a child is. Well, magnify that a couple of million times. And you know that's the, kind of, that's the kind of love that he has toward us. Is there anything you would hold back from your children? Is there anything as a parent that you would not want to give your child? I would like to make every one of my children right now multimillionaires. I would like to have every one of my children in total happiness. I want to see them in strong relationships. I want to see their light be able to shine and impact other people. I want everything, everything, the total best for them. And many times when we get into these problems and trials and issues, the last thing we think about is that we have a father that wants the very identical, same thing, multiplied a million times over for us. Because he's our father. The Bible describes him as Abba, Father, Daddy. An intimacy which we haven't even begun to fathom. So we need His grace. Well, we've been talking about these habits. And I'm just going to read through the ones we've already covered. And we're going to start a new one today. The first one is they diligently spend time with the Father daily. 
The second one we talked about was they consistently give thanks and praise and worship Him regardless of their circumstances. The third one was they feed their spirit by reading and listening to the God's Word every day. The fourth is they strengthen and encourage themselves daily by meditating on God's Word. The fifth, the words they speak are governed by their faith in God's Word. The sixth is they demonstrate their faith by acting upon God's Word. And today we're going to start the seventh habit, which is they control their thought lives through God's Word. They control their thought lives through God's Word. Now, for those of you that maybe have missed some of these other teachings, and there's been 14 previous teachings, you can find them online. And all of our all of our messages are online now, and you can go to those. And they're all titled "Habits of a Blessed Christian," you know, one through one through today will be 15. Man is a spirit. He possesses a soul, and he lives in this physical body. Now, if you come here for any length of time at all, you've probably heard that many, many times. Oh, okay, John. All right, so I know that. When I brush my teeth in the morning, when I look in that mirror, I sometimes tell my wife, wife, you know, I can't wait till tomorrow, Kathy. And and I catch her every time. She says, why? What's going on tomorrow? I said, I get better looking every day. (laughs) When I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, I'm not looking at John Spencer. I'm looking at the house that John Spencer lives in. Because, see, I'm a spirit. God, my Father, created me after His likeness. And the Word tells me He is spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So if I'm a spirit human being, I live in this physical body. That's how I function in this world is through this physical body. And I possess this thing called a soul. Our mind, our will, our emotions. Go with me over to the second Corinthians, uh, say, first, yeah, second Corinthians chapter four. Second Corinthians chapter four. Starting with verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. In this life, we experience many things. Periodically, we experience some things that not real nice. Things that we don't like. Trials come in to our life. Circumstances all of a sudden appear that we do not want. Things we never asked for and things we would rather do without. And this is a whole range, a whole gamut of issues that may have tried to attack your life. Whether it was health issues, again, relationship issues, financial issues, 
you name it, whatever you can think of, you can think of any problems, trials, and issues along this line, circumstances will come. Those circumstances enter into our lives for one reason. And to steal the Word of God from you. To place fear, worry, and anxiety in your life. To create struggle points for you. The Word tells us that the enemy comes but forth to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus said, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, when these things come into our life, God has made a way, an avenue, to help us through those. God never once put one of these trials in your life. Never put these bad circumstances in your life. Never made you sick. Never made you ill. Never caused bad relationship. Never caused you to have a lack of anything. However, God can take the circumstances that come into your life and He can use it to help you make you stronger. Did He not tell us that He will not allow anything to come into your life that you could not bear but with with it make a way of escape? Didn't He say that He would turn to good everything that comes into your life, that he has that ability to turn around and make it good for you. Now, most of the ladies in here, maybe some of you have lifted weights before, I don't know. But if you've ever lifted weights or heard anything about it, if you lift weights over a period of time, you'll build strength. Okay, And as, you, and as you're persistent and consistent at it, you will develop muscles and you'll get stronger and stronger, be able to lift more and more as time goes on. Okay? You're strengthening yourself. You're building yourself up physically. Okay? Well, the same thing is true with the Word of God. As these trials and issues come into our life, God will take those things meant for evil and He'll allow you to grow through it. He said, many of the afflictions of the righteous, many of the trials, the problems, the issues that come into your life, so number one, expect them to come into your life. Because they're going to come. God said that they're going to come. But he also said that he would see us through them all. Now you've probably heard me say, and I'm probably going to say it until I die, it's not the things that come into your life that's going to hurt you. It's going to be our response to those things that come into our life that will hurt us. We can respond the way God tells us or we can respond what we think is right or in conformance to what the world thinks. There's only two options. The key for us as a Christian is to be able to understand what the Word says, to build our life, to have our belief system so built up to get that strong spirit in place to when the time comes, our response is, oh, I know this. This is what God says about it. And so I'm able to take this other junk and the things that the enemy wants me to think upon, dwell upon, and I can reject them. And here's another key to our overcoming. And that is it doesn't make a flip how long it takes. God's Word will grow if you work it. If you allow it, you guard it in your heart and you allow it to grow. 
It may take a week. It take a month, maybe a year, maybe five years, maybe ten years. But the things, the circumstances in our life that we do not want and we want to get rid of will vanish and disappear when we continue. Galatians tells us, do not grow weary in well-doing. For in due time, you will reap if you faint not. The word will never fail you. Now, the word I just read says that the things that we see, this, this physical circumstances that we're confronted with, is temporary. It's temporal. It's subject to change. The things that I don't see are eternal. You see, the things that we see many times in our life, we, we don't want them. We want them to go away. But this is where we live. I'm in this physical body. I'm in this physical realm. And these real circumstances come into our life. And we're in healing service, so let's talk about physical healing. We've got physical issues. Well, the things that I want, wholeness, wellness, pain-free, is over here existing in the eternal realm. It's the things Jesus paid for us to receive back since the fall of man. Through his death, burial, and resurrection, he has totally redeemed us, reestablished everything just like it was when Adam and Eve walked in the garden. Well, how come we don't walk in them now? Because God's word is conditional. There's a man's side, there's a God's side. God's already done his side. He's already provided everything. Our redemption, peace of mind, physical healing, good relationships, good marriages, financial prosperity. Everything is restored to us. Everything exists and is just ready for us to receive through his grace. That he's trying to establish his word back in life. We must be holy because he is holy. God's ways must become our ways. And so, well, why does he put... The conditions on it. Because he wants that word to be a part of us so that we can be transformed from glory to glory into his image. So that we could be reunited, reestablished as one with him. We have a part to play. So, we have the eternal things that we want to see. We have the physical realm which we don't want. And so, standing in Right here in the middle of everything is our soulish realms, our mind, our will, our emotions. Our mind is the gateway. It's the access. It's the entry point to our spirit man, the real you. Let me read you a verse. read you a couple. James 1, starting with verse 22. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. So James is telling us to lay aside all filthiness an overflow of wickedness. In other words, the things in your life that you know aren't of God. And receive with meekness, humility, 
the engrafted Word, the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Well, wait a minute, I thought I was saved. Well, you are. You're a spirit man, though. Your spirit man is saved. You're heaven-bound. But your soulish realm is not. Your soulish realm has to be sanctified. Sanctification takes place over a period of time. To be transformed from... You know, we have many areas of our life that we're in. Some of these areas of our life we've conquered. We've, we've overcome. We've grown in God. We've, we're doing what God wants us to do and we're being blessed in that area. There's other things in our life that we're not doing so well in. That we struggle with. And so our soul has to be renewed. And we want the Word of saying here to receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. In 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Prosper in all things. Prosper in all things. And be in health. Amen. Just as your, what's the, oh, just as your soul prospers. Oh, well, my ability to prosper in all things, my ability to walk in total health and well-being depends upon how well my soul prospers. This is what needs to be renewed. My physical body, it's here. It's functioning in this world. The eternal things are in the eternal and my soulish realm is the only bottleneck that keeps me from taking a hold of that eternal realm that we so desire to have a part of our life. It's the only thing that keeps us from experiencing God's best. And you've, if you've been coming to service at all, you've heard me say this, this many times. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, brethren. I, this is really important. Listen to this. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, this physical thing, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind, your soul, by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God. So here I am, this, this soul, standing between eternity and the physical realm. Romans tells me that to receive that, I have to renew my mind. That I can prove out what is that perfect, acceptable will of God. I'm to receive with meekness the engrafted word. So I take the word of God and I plant it in my heart. Proverbs tells me, my son, my daughter, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my things. Don't let them depart from your eyes, but keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life, Zoe life, the God kind of life, to those who find them, and 
health, health to all their flesh. Guard your heart. Guard your spirit. Guard the real you with all diligence. For out of it, out of your heart, out of the real you, out of your spirit man, flows the issues of your life. Our spirit man needs to be in ascendancy. It must be dominant. It must be strong to sustain you in times of trials and troubles and bodily pain. So in order for me to make that spirit stronger and stronger in not just one area, not just a few areas, but in all areas of my life, I need to be able to renew my mind with the Word of God. And to do that, I need to spend some time. I need to establish a relationship with my Father. I need to establish an intimacy stronger than any relationship I have here on earth. I take that word. I take Jesus. I take the truth. I meditate on it. Joshua tells us to meditate. Timothy tells us to study. Hebrews tells us to labor. And we take that word and we plant in our heart the mind's the access. Renew your mind. Because once it gets to the mind, where's it going to go? It's going to go here. Remember the quote I tell you all the time in here? Sow a thought, reap words. Sow your words, reap actions. Sow your actions, reap habits. Sow your habits, reap, reap character, God's character. Sow your character and reap your destiny. Start walking in the calling of God He has for your life. And by the way, as you're walking the calling for your life, you'll find out that all oh, many areas of your life you're walking in God's blessings. So I take that word and I plant it in my heart and, I, and, I, and the word tells me I've got to guard it with all diligence because out of this, this, this spirit man flows the issues of life. And so I take the word and I meditate on it and I speak it. And anything the enemy tries to throw into my mind, fears, worries, anxieties, that is contrary to what that word, that seed that I have sown in my heart, I am to reject it. Second Corinthians says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity, bringing into captivity every thought, every thought, every thought to the obedience of Christ. So when they come in, it's contrary. Oh, wait a minute, the word says this. I'm guarding it. I reject it. I reject it. I reject it. Get behind me, Satan. The Word is true. You speak the Word and you do the Word, whatever the Word says to do. If the Word says to pray, you pray. If the Word says to give, you give. Whatever the Word says, we do. Because what's the Word saying? James says, when you're a doer of the Word, you're blessed in your doing. The blessing always follows the doing. And all of a sudden, your mind becomes renewed, reestablished. We've gotten rid. We've purged the old files that's up there, the garbage that we've that we've collected over our years of wrong thinking, wrong acting, and we replace it with what God's word says. And all of a sudden, it becomes a habit. We are established in the word. It is a new belief system that we have. It's taken over the old. And whenever you have a new belief system, it's automatic. The things that we do, you cannot, you couldn't stop if you wanted to because you always do, you always behave, you always act, 
you'll always walk. Your manner of life will always be in the things that you believe. And guess what? Those eternal things, all of a sudden, slowly, day by day, sometimes quickly, depends upon your faith, starts to, all of a sudden you see the harvest coming. Well, I have a scripture for that. Mark 4, verse 26. Mark 4, 26. And he said, The kingdom of God as is as, as if a man would scatter seed on the ground. Let me read it again. The kingdom of God is as, is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Here's my soul, man. Eternal, physical. Here's my soul. I plant the Word. I'm renewing my mind. It's the access. It's the portal. It's the gate to my spirit man. And I allow the Word of God to flood my spirit man. And when that happens, all of a sudden I see my circumstances changing. It's subject to change. It's temporary. But the eternal things all of a sudden start to come into existence. See the blade come out of the ground? It comes. How does it do that? I don't know. I haven't got a clue. Bob said, I... He doesn't know how it works. All it does is the earth produces. Well, God's Word produces too. It's incorruptible. We can slow its growth by not doing what the Word says. So, all of a sudden, I've renewed my mind. I've now got a new belief system. My heart is established in that truth, in that Word. In Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of my faith. And because I have walked in faith, because I have spoken the Word, because I have dwelled and thought upon the Word and meditated on the Word, because I have become a doer of the Word, all of a sudden, my circumstances totally change. And I become prosperous. I become successful. I'm now walking in God's blessing because I have chosen to do man's part. I have chosen to perform the condition. I met the condition that God made. That was to take the Word and make it a part of me. And because I've done that, I'm reaping His blessings. God, I hope I made that simple. Because it is that simple. So my message is, stop trying. Stop trying to do it yourself. Yeah, there's a part you play. There's some things you do. But you can't make that, you can't make that word grow. You don't know how it grows. All you, all, you, all you need to know is what God told you to do. 
plant the word. Speak the word. Do the word. And I can do everything else. For it is by grace. God's ability, God's power, God's provision, doing those things in our life that we cannot do in our own power, our own provision, our own abilities. That we have been saved, healed, made whole, redeemed from destruction. Through faith. And that not of yourselves is a gift of God. So grace has been given to us. Salvation has been given to us. Even the very faith that we use to meet the condition is given to us. For every man has been given the measure of faith. It's a gift. If you can earn it, if you can do it on your own, it ceases to be a gift. all God. None of us. Some of us want things very desperately because they seem so acute, so so real, so impacting right now in our life. And it's when those things come about which seem so urgent that we have to that we have a tendency to make the biggest mistake because we allow the enemy to bring that fear in, which is the total opposite of faith. example I used in my grace class was this. Grace is like a bullet. Anyone ever fired a gun? You ladies ever fired a gun? Put that shell on a gun and, it's, and, it's, and you just call that grace. And the thing that will pull the trigger to release that grace in your life is going to be this thing, this avenue called faith. Faith occurs when you're a believer. Believer is is when you are living in accordance with what the Word says. So when you live in accordance with what the Word says, again, I don't care how much time it is. I don't care what you see. I don't care what you feel. I don't care how much time it takes. If you're walking in faith, if you're doing those things, that Word will work. That word will take precedent. That word will grow. And you will reap the harvest. God's word cannot fail. And by the way, your faith works by love. James 1. Starting with verse 2. My brethren, Count it all joy when you fall in the various trials. Knowing this, that the testing or the trying of your faith or you living in accordance with the Word produces patience. And it goes on to say, but let patience have a perfect work that you might be complete, that you might be entire, wanting nothing. Well, do I count it joy because I'm going through this pain and agony and discomfort and, and problems and trials? No. No. The joy that you're to experience is knowing that the Word of God is going to feed you through it. And that you don't have to fear and worry and have anxiety about any things that you're walking through. 
Because the things that come into your life is not the things that hurt you. It's our response to those things that come into our life that hurt us. Mm-hmm. Just count it all joy. Oh, it's awful hard to do. It is when you don't have the word on the inside of you. But when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Father will raise up a standard against it. What's that standard? The standard is the word. The standard is Jesus. <laughs> if we only knew how simple it was. When we take our left breath and enter into glory, <laughs> oh, jeez. We'll stop there. Bow your heads with me. Father, in Jesus' name, Father, you're so good. And your mercy endures forever. Father, we thank you for this time together. Father, I pray that the things that you spoke to me today, Father, just has meaning and impact on every individual here. Father, I thank you for their lives. I pray, Father, and ask that you give them wisdom and direction in their life that they may see and know and practice and do and, and speak those things, Father, which will allow your grace to enter into their life, to flood their life, Father, with prosperity, flood their life with health, flood their life, Father, with peace, flood it, Father, with joy and happiness. So, Father, we just give you thanks for this day and the time that we shared together. In Jesus' name, amen.